0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Any Given Thursday podcast. David and Max on the mic as always. Um, And we're going to dive right into it. Um, We've got four Europa and Conference League ties all on the precipice, all within all level or within one goal. Everything is in play. Um, And I think we should kick off. You said kick off. Kick off soccer? Right, yeah, 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 that's good. That was good. Uh, I with, even... uh, no, it was our... That was accidental. Yeah. Uh let's kick off with um Juventus traveling to Seville, as they'd say in England. Yes. Uh, <laughs> to take on Sevilla. Um that is poised on a 1-1 draw. Um, after Sevilla put in another really good performance, this time away from home, which is a little unusual for them this season. And come back with the advantage in Andalusia.
1: Yeah, it took a last-second goal from Juventus from Gatti. I, you know, to even make this a one-one badly defended corner, really badly defended corner. But
0: Sevilla just about probably would have been good for for the win too, to be honest. But Mm -hmm. if you want to hear about that game, go back and uh, revisit our Friday episode um, breaking down all those first legs. what do you think, Uh, what? how are you feeling about, about Juve's chances going into the second leg here?
1: Well, it definitely got a little harder when the man who set up the goal for Juventus, the equalizer, went off over the weekend after 28 minutes. It was Paul Pogba, his first start for Juventus. And well, since, since, returning. since returning, obviously he started for them before when he was the star man on a team that made a Champions League final. Mm-hmm. But this return, not living up to that same standard he said earlier, Injured yet again. His season's done. He went
0: off in tears. Uh, the good news for him and the club is that it doesn't look as bad as previously feared. Doesn't look like it's going to keep him out for another eight months or whatever. Yeah. But it does mean he's out for the rest of the season. Yeah. And just... um, I saw some criticism of Allegri here, who ahead of um the weekend's fixture where they did defeat Cremonese two
1: 0
0: mm. Um, whoop to do, um. Yeah, it's Cremonese. They're going down. Yeah. Uh, where he said, "All oh, we really only need, we need Pogba available for like 30 minutes in the second leg. That's what we need. Mm-hmm. We need him to come on and have that impact off the bench. Even, but then he started for some reason in a <laughs> I game did... that, I, oh, no, hey. I mean, like that, that's like, I'm not, that's the, what I'm saying. This is people were mad yeah. Yeah. that he started him when he they wanted him to be available for this next game and risked him. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know how I feel about it necessarily, but um, it's also just so unlucky. Yeah. <laughs> his body just cannot stay, keep itself together.
1: Mm-hmm. I think of all the things to criticize Allegri for, of which there are, there are many, many, many things, <laughs> yeah, many, right? Many, many. The regressive style, the constant complaining about not having good enough depth, even though he has the best depth in Syria. A, um, his reluctance to use youth players, uh, just his general appearance. Lots of things that annoy me about him. But remember when he said starting Paul Pogba in yeah. that game, I think it's not one of them because remember he when he said backup
0: player. remember when he said uh that he like basically
1: doesn't even own a computer? Yeah. You're like yeah, he despises analytics in a such an idiot. era in which you need to be he, he doesn't really even, he doesn't even own a computer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's like sometimes I use my wife's and you're like, What <laughs> <laughs> who are you? Yeah. Um, um yeah, so uh, from the, the game standpoint, though, um, I would be concerned. Absolutely. If I was Juve- Juventus going into this match, Sevilla are no longer capable of being underestimated, I don't think. <laughs> um, after the last couple rounds where they keep surprising us, they just have this magic and this competition. We we don't need to uh, retread all, the, all of that. But um, what I will say about Sevilla is that they continue to keep that recaptured form. Um, they beat relegation threatened by Adolid 3-0 on the road over the weekend. Um and you know, they're now how many points out of European spots they're in Spain? One, point one point off seventh, which may or may not matter depending on whether they win this yeah. almost definitely win this competition. Yeah. But uh so the atmosphere I think is not to be underestimated in this game because the Sevilla Faithful um I think have you know after a being relegation threatened themselves for the first half of the season, um, I think are now very fond of the of the effort that this team has put in to recapture this form and get to this point in the competition. And being Europa League royalty, sort of know what it takes to get this team over the line. And their home advantage has been really, really strong of late, particularly in the in in this tournament. Um, so I think it's going to be fucking rocking there. And Juve is going to have to be prepared for. Pretty, pretty hostile atmosphere.
1: Mm -hmm. The one thing that has me nervous for Sevilla is whether Ocampos is healthy enough to play and be effective for them because he was a huge part of their success in the first leg, getting behind Kostic, who was 30 minutes. Yes, (laughs) right. But like that showed, yeah, that is what led to the goal, Mm -hmm. right? And that 30 minutes was dominant by Sevilla, right? That was when they were at their best, and you guys just looked like they were at their worst. So if he's able to play the full game or play at all, yeah. Uh, Kostic is going to be way up on the wings. Alexandro gets himself caught forward a little bit because he used to be a left back.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then is it Banucci? Is it Gotti in the middle? You don't know. And Banucci can't keep up with the pace. Banucci, uh, by the way, just there. said he's
0: retiring after next season. Yes, so.
1: I saw that. Good for yeah. him, I guess. Been a, a stupendous career for him, except for that one season he was at Milan. It was awful. <laughs> but I mean, uh, Juventus legend for sure. He'll go down as one of their, their better players of the era. So. Hats off to him, but I don't know. I can't look past the lineups and being like, wow, Juventus's lineup is just so much better than Sevilla. I guess. But man, I can't not pick Sevilla.
0: And uh I've been picking against
1: them every single game, Mm -hmm. I feel like in the knockout stages. So I think I find they finally won me over. And they did
0: rotate a lot this weekend too. Mm -hmm. So they should be pretty fresh. I mean, they did start Lamella, which makes me wonder about my prediction that he'll start on Thursday. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, they rotated and Nez. And Naziri, uh, Rakitic only played sixty five minutes. Um, they started, yeah, Papu Gomez on the left, yeah. It's the, they 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 clearly uh, are gearing up um, to go balls to the wall tomorrow. Yeah. Um, obviously, Champions League football is too good to pass up, and their seventh Europa League <laughs> victory in the last seventeen years is yeah. too good to pass up. So, um, yeah, I think Juventus is definitely capable, mm-hmm. um, but. You know they they're gonna have to do they're gonna have to be clinical, which has been an, issue, an issue for, for them. them. Yeah. Like you'd assume, Vlaovic would start. He's gonna still. start. Absolutely. You wonder how long he gets if he continues to have issues in front of goal. Yeah. He has he been didn't better score again on the
1: weekend. He yeah. was better the last month. I mean, he scored in back-to-back games against Antalanta and Lecce, uh-huh. and I thought against Cremonese he was not terrible. Mm-hmm. Right. I watched that game and I was like, okay, Vlaovic, he's like adding a little more than he was during his really bad spell in January and February. Mm-hmm. Like he was at least making some passes, trying to get in the right spots, even though they couldn't really find him. Mm-hmm. So at least his movement was there, which was missing earlier. So I uh, feel like a little more trust in him, but like said, not enough. He has not yeah. been clinical at all. Yeah.
0: And the other so. thing is that a really quick one that we mentioned in the last weekend's pod is whether Allegri has the balls to start inling junior or not. Mm-hmm. Um, or if we'll go back to Kostic, who didn't play over the weekend.
1: Yeah, it's going to be um, Kostic. That's yeah, so disappointing. Kostic has been so good this year. Yeah, I wonder that, if, like,
0: uh, and I wonder if Di Maria is also going to start, because he only he only came on in the second half. So I wonder if yeah. they're
1: just going to roll out the exact same fucking lineup they did last week. I hope they don't. I mean, Moretti probably won't start. I think Paggioli will likely get the nod in the midfield. Uh-huh. But, I mean, that's not a huge change. And then Panucci yeah. can't start. Like, yeah, uh, we just Benucci didn't about start how... on
0: the week. They started Danilo Bremer and Gatti on the weekend. I the hope that that should be their so, back three yeah.
1: against Sevilla, too. We'll see. I mean, we talked a little bit about Allegri's how a great a so. Benucci had, but mm-hmm. Gatti needs to start this game. Benucci can't. Physically, he can't keep up with these guys right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that has to be, in my opinion, Gatti there. And then I think another key to look for is just the midfield battle. Sevilla dominated the midfield, I thought in the first leg Uh-huh. and Juventus has players who should be able to win the midfield. Like Locatelli and Rabio should be better than everyone in Sevilla's midfield. Mm-hmm. Right. But Sevilla just have a well-built midfield and they have experience. They have physicality. Like they have guys who can move the ball really well. So if they play together and use that, like those extra tools besides just talent, I mm-hmm. think they can win the midfield matchup. But Juventus need to be able to control the ball there. Yeah. If they're gonna be able to do anything in this game.
0: Yeah. Um speaking of controlling the ball in the midfield, mm-hmm. let's move over to Germany. Yes. Or Bayer Leverkusen uh takes on Roma down a goal. Um both teams best when they're playing at speed on the counter. Um, someone's gonna have to score from build up and it's gonna have to be Leverkusen. Um Roma got another clean sheet over the weekend, but um could only manage a nil-nil draw. And in doing so, i pretty much lost all hopes of qualifying for the top four via the league. Um and we'll have to throw, which I think Jose was already doing with his lineup choices, mm-hmm. starting Balotti, Solbach in. Um, he did rotate it a lot. Like a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, he started 19-year-old Filippo Missouri on the right. Uh he started 20-year-old run Bosnian Herzegovina, Tyrovic. Tyrovic? Don't even know who that is. Um, so, yeah, he's clearly throwing all the eggs in the basket. Even with that rotation, they still managed to clean sheet mm. against solid Bologna, mid-table Bologna. But, yeah, who, um, to
1: be fair, aren't playing for anything. Sure. So, I think that was one of those games, like, just never really took off.
0: Yeah. Um. But, yeah. yeah, it wasn't, you know, there wasn't that many opportunities mm-hmm. in that to score. But the point of being that they gonna be hard to break down as usual and score against um also given the rotation you think jose trots out a pretty similar lineup to last week i wonder if ove starts again probably
1: i think he does so according to lego uh uh, which italian magazine newspaper type Mm -hmm. deal so i don't know how reliable they are Mm -hmm. according to them dabala smalling and um El Charway are all gonna start on the bench and are not mm. gonna be able to play the full 90. Okay. So I would expect Bove to get the start then. He feels like he's mm. there, especially with Solbak and not eligible mm-hmm. for the Europa League. He feels like he's the third member of that. Yeah. Uh, like, don't even pivot. think Dybala wasn't even on the bench for Yeah, no, Dabala was just
0: out. He was just out. Week. He wasn't yeah. on the list of injured players on Fat Mom either. I think they just like just like go to a spa, like <laughs> work on your body as much as humanly possible. Yes. Um, the The only question I have is whether he'll go back to the Abraham Baloti well, both starting to get up front that they that he did mm-hmm. in the last game. That's not yeah. my favorite of their looks. Um, I don't really know what Baloti's the point of that is since they're lumping to Tammy all the time anyway. Yeah. Like I'd rather have somebody playing off him behind him personally.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but then who do you put there? Because I don't know. I mean. I think that's the issue. Is like yeah. you Pellegrini really... will
0: be back in for sure.
1: Yes. Um.
0: Um. If they have a five-three-two like they did last time, probably Matech
1: too. Yes, I would. And Bove. And Matich did a great job of yeah. disrupting Fertz in particular. Uh uh-huh. So I fully expect him to be there well as well. Um. Yeah, I think the issue with doing the three-four-two-one is that like outside of Pellegrini, it's Wynaldum is who you would start up there and. Vinaldum just hasn't been looked like the same player since he of old since broke been, his leg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So it's not really he's his He's Still fault. sort of it's coming just, back from that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's a tough injury to come back from. So from that perspective, I too think too bad we they might could really see,
0: use like prime vinyl
1: in this team oh, right now. Yeah. That would be a great uh, addition. But I I don't know. We could see Vinaldum start. We could see Bluelty start. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised either way. Mm-hmm. Um that's one of those where if El is healthy, he starts. Obviously, Dabala would start, but yeah
0: uh let's 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 talk about the host mm-hmm. Bayer Leverkusen who managed only a 1-1 draw against relegation threatened Stuttgart this weekend um they did uh definitely they definitely also had an eye on the following week um didn't start all their guys necessarily either although they started a slightly less rotated team than uh some of these other teams um cuz they are still competing they're in the running. They're only a point off top six, I believe, mm-hmm. but uh, and in seventh, but or level on points, down only a single goal in goal difference to Wolfsburg. Yeah. So, but that's... Frankfurt and Mines are right behind them in the
1: race for that mm-hmm. top seventh spot. And Frankfurt could turn sixth into the Conference League spot if they mm-hmm. win the uh, Pokal. So mm-hmm. Leverkusen are right now one goal on goal difference behind a European spot too. Mm-hmm. So they're in a similar spot to Sevilla, where it's like. Yes, you want to prioritize the Europa League because you want to make Champions League. Mm-hmm. But you also want to make sure you're in Europe in some form next year, too. Yeah, they're in a pretty... So they're in a
0: difficult position um, when it comes to that. But they do have, you know, for a team in Germany that's young and mm-hmm. uh, they do have a pretty good depth considering. Oh, yeah. Um, And, again, yeah, they are very young. So I'm not as worried about their legs as, like, the the Roma team or whatever. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, And... Yeah, they basically they couldn't really once Roma got comfortable sitting deep on uh, that first leg like we predicted they didn't really have they didn't really show the creativity um yeah. to find their way through there consistently. Yeah. Um and the goal they conceded was a big lump in ball to Tammy that fell down and you know, they end up scoring off, or, off of a saved shot and mm-hmm. deflection. Um so I think Leverkusen are gonna ha- obviously going to have to score at least two goals in this game because that's yeah. how that works.
1: That is how math works, yeah. But
0: I think they should budget for Roma getting one kind of like set-piece goal or something. Um, yeah. Like, and by budget, I mean they have to score three goals is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I think they're going to have to, and I think they're going to have to not go down one nil in the second leg because mm-hmm. they're down 2 nil on aggregate. Like, obviously, they're very well capable of scoring multiple goals, but I think... That's the worst possible thing for them in this tie, for to play right into Roma's hands, mm-hmm. let Roma have 15% of the ball, um, yeah. put 11 behind it. It's going to be very hard for them, without the physical advantage on the set pieces like Roma have, to get back into the game with that in mind, I think.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with that, because also, if Roma do score and go ahead and get a 2 goal advantage, then suddenly... What's your way to score? If Smalling comes on late too, mm-hmm. you're not going to win any headers you're against this Roma back line. Yes. And then to ask someone like Berts or Palacios to try to break through Matic Cristante, and Smalling mm-hmm. is near impossible. Those are three of the most sure-footed defenders, yeah. uh, defensive midfielders slash defenders playing in Serie A this year. So it's going to be near impossible for Leverkusen if they get themselves in that situation. They definitely need to look, I think, to be attacking Abanez He's clearly the weak point of this team, and he's also a psychopath like Mancini. <laughs> uh, so having Frim Pong there, being able to get behind Spinazzolo will mm-hmm. be key for them. It's just, if he does that, then you're also open on the counter again. Yeah. So it's kind of a give and take. You need to open up, but you can't open up too much. Yeah. And it's going to be, I think, a really interesting battle for Javi uh, Alonso.
0: Yeah, this is a big Thank one for know. him to really... Uh, what's the term? really a wet his wick on uh <laughs> <laughs> is it a wet your wick uh wet your wick is like a thing we said in college removes i don't yeah uh it's a calebism okay um you won't get that listener i apologize unless you're caleb uh yeah he need. this is a big game for him to to sort of uh prove his his might i think in the tactical mm. capacity but also once he sets the team up it's this might just be the game that comes down to the star players. Like uh, Florian Verts, what can he, can he create some magic? Um, can Frimpong, you know, be people on the left? Can Lozek have his shooting boots on? Mm-hmm. Like it's going to come down to like the best players making big, big plays, I think in yeah. this particular, you know, like how the goalkeepers perform.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I think that's really what it's going to come down to.
1: Yeah, um, I I agree with you. Especially then we kind of know how they're both going to play
0: and how they both need to play.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: I wonder, I mean there's like little tactical tweaks they can make to maybe find verts a little extra space in certain areas of the pitch, but I think in the or you know, attacking Ibanez in certain ways on the on the right, but uh I think there's I think in the end this is like a classic example of like big game players and in the end, needing to find that extra gear.
1: Yeah, they need a Jokic, not an Embiid. Yeah.
0: More so than any game in this, yeah, in this round here.
1: I think that's very true for Leverkusen too, because yeah. I think Roma And they have young
0: players, so it's like yeah. not again. So, you know, this yeah. is a big moment for them to prove that they're ready for this level.
1: Yeah. I think Roma starting at eleven is a little better than Leverkusen's, but Leverkusen has sure. more Actually, different makers. Yeah. I mean, more experienced
0: and solid. Yeah. Especially defensive. But but like they have Leverkusen, have a ton of good players.
1: They're just young. Yeah. I think Leverkusen got more difference makers, too. Yeah. Though. Like, right. I think they have more guys that can really win you a game. Cause if DiBala doesn't play, Roma have maybe two guys on that team that you're like, you're a game winner. Yeah. Right. Um, Leverkusen probably have four or five. Yeah. When you look at their lineup, you're like, that's a game winner.
0: Yeah. It's time to get there. It's time to nut up or shut up. Yeah. Uh, as uh, an American might say. say. Yeah.
1: Um, Why don't we go to the conference league here? Yeah. Well, we I don't think we did predictions. Well, I was going to wait till for... the end. Okay. So, okay.
0: Yeah. Um, where uh, Fiorentina, after their shock 2 1 defeat at home to Basel, will travel to Switzerland uh, to try to turn this tie around. They beat Udinese 2 0 over the weekend pretty comfortably. Yeah. Basel, um, on the
1: other hand, followed up one of the biggest wins in club I'm history. with a to that. Yeah. But they 6 <laughs> 1 defeat to So St- I will say, I did
0: say, they didn't play a lot of their guys they'll be playing on Thursday. Yes.
1: But. That's tough. That's tough six <laughs> <That's> one <tough. 6-1. laughs> It's and it but also like, like they Gallen to... are seventh in the league. It's not like St. Gallen yeah. are you know like a young boys or a I mean, or Yeah, Epic they're great two gear. points apart. Like but yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like they should be competitive even with their back. So play. we we also we we worried
0: about Basel last week because the weekend before that, they had lost 2-0 to ninth place or eighth place Zurich or whatever Zurich is. <laughs> and Yes, or a great, no. Yeah, Zurich are eighth now. And uh, they lost to them and, you know, got like three red cards in the last five minutes. Yeah. So it's like we were, it just doesn't make any sense with them. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we can be worried about their league form. Clearly at this point, they're just like balls to the wall. I mean, Europe's pretty much gone for them in the league. So uh, they're just balls to the wall in this. And every time we're like, we don't expect them to put in a performance. They, they come out and they match. <laughs> Fiorentina, mm-hmm. like, it, does, it doesn't really make any sense. I've been picking against them for a while here. Um they feel like is Fiorentina capable of coming back? Absolutely. They're yeah. a much better team. Yeah. And Fiorentina can... score a lot of goals usually in the yes. last couple of months. But am I going to bet against Basel that seem to have the magic of the Conference League on their side right now? Yes, I'm still going to pick Fiorentina. Yes, I am. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but can is it would it be inconceivable if we watch Basel put in another performance and, get, away, and you know, get a draw and get out of there? No, no I don't think so. They could not. do it. They could do it. Yeah. Am I picking them? No.
1: Okay. Yeah, it's also, Fiorentina, when they've poured goals in, it's been because teams have had to open up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so then when Fiorentina pushed like eight bodies back, suddenly, or eight bodies forward,
0: mm-hmm. suddenly
1: there's only four defenders and it's like an eight on four and then it ends up a three on none. Yeah. And Fiorentina just like walk it in. So I think there's a chance for Basel to sit back and like me. just frustrate. For sure, Fiorentina, and but the I'm thing also we saw with Basel sure. is that they're very dangerous
0: in that transit in their mm-hmm. transitional phases. Last game yeah. too,
1: yeah. Um, but I'm just not sure if that's a safe tactic against Fiorentina to just like let them have the ball because we talked about game winners, and even though Fiorentina's squad doesn't compare, I think okay. to a Roma or Leverkusen. I think they also have a lot of game winners on their squad. For sure. Like Bonaventura, Mandragora, Gonzalez are all guys who can score with one touch of the ball. Mm-hmm. Like they can score from set pieces. Yeah. They can score from far away from the goal in open play. They can put in crosses. Cabral can has been relatively clinical the second half of the season. So I just think they have guys who can make a difference in these types of games. And it's going to yeah. come out. I come think with that,
0: that with that defensive block in mind, I think. I'm not a football manager, so mm-hmm. take this mm-hmm. with a grain of salt, if you will. But I think the best tactic against Fiorentina is probably you don't want to meet them out and and in in a high press like they do. Yes. Because you're that's an easy way to get exposed. Yeah. You're obviously going to be sitting a little deeper, but rather than sitting like all the way like Jose style, not that Jose is not capable of like I would I would do sort of more of like a mid block mm-hmm. sort of thing where you spring like pressing traps and matchups you like. Um, because the best way, like we saw, the the transitional phases or times where they get an advantage, you know, beyond midfield, um, yeah. even like the goal, the first goal they scored from Diouf wasn't actually a counterattack, but they were able to pass through the pressing lines and suddenly have like a 4v4, a 3v3. Yeah. Like, so, like, to achieve that, you know, you don't want to be winning the ball back exclusively, like, in your own box, and just getting pinned back yeah. further and further, you want to be able to find a few moments of transition that you can create around midfield or just beyond, beyond. so you could spring like your, you know, your attackers into that sort of those sort of advantages. Because Fiorentina will push everybody forward and give you that space in behind. Yes, they will. So, like, I think Fiorentina is absolutely going to score at least two goals in this game.
1: Mm-hmm. Can but, Basel find one? Yeah,
0: I think Basel need to score one or two mm-hmm. themselves. Um, probably two and but and, and if they're able to not concede early Fiorentina will obviously have to push more and more and more and mm-hmm. their opportunities to put the game away will come in that in that uh if that is the case so
1: mm-hmm.
0: um obviously we have it's t- definitely a path forward for Basel but I think it's going to take a lot of discipline a good tactical setup and some clinicality like we saw last week
1: mm-hmm. and we haven't really seen Basel in this position from the get-go of a game where it's like, okay, they're holding on to a one-goal lead, mm-hmm. and when teams, if they do come out and sit back, like, can they recover from that if Fiorentina do score? Because it's only a one-goal lead; it's not a two or three-goal lead where it's okay, you're sitting back, and Fiorentina score, but okay, they still need to do it again. Yeah, right. This is if Fiorentina score suddenly, Basel need to go and score again, sure. And if you're sitting back, can you mentally readjust and get yeah. yourself? an the advantage the Swiss side
0: had last week was they had a bit of an element of surprise, you know, like mm-hmm. Fiorentina looked pretty like they pretty classically underestimated them. Yeah. Um, And that won't be the case this week because they have to win.
1: And they shouldn't have done that because we saw them against Nice the and they looked yeah. really good against Nice. So,
0: yeah. So, and like they have to win. So, there's yeah. not going to be that element in Basil's favor this time. What they do have in favor is an awesome home crowd that's going to be rabid.
1: Yes. Uh. Yeah. So, one of the biggest games for a Swiss club in a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, been a league that hasn't had a ton of success in europe recently so except
0: when young boys beat united in the
1: champions league last year yeah that was group stage yeah right was, they, they weren't that. expecting that yeah no. that wasn't being uh, built up but basil
0: like a big basil uh although they haven't been in they'd be a good club spotlight team actually mm-hmm. because they haven't really been at the races in the league in the last yeah. couple years but before that they basically had a decade of winning in yeah. the title every year and they actually had some big performances in games in like the Europa League level. Mm-hmm. And they were making the Champions League occasionally. Yeah. Mohamed Salah came through there. They had a lot of like players mm-hmm. that have gone on to good things. Um, So for them to have this sort of rebound in a season where they haven't even been that good in the league
1: it's, um, is a really big deal for them. I think I saw they were on pace for their worst league point tally since 2000. Yeah, that's probably. that's, that's Probably since before then, yeah. but at least since the turn of the millennium. So this is a
0: big deal for them. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they're going to, I'm sure they'll put everything into this.
1: Fiorentina, oh, I still think,
0: yeah. are the better bet, but I'm not a. Uh, I'm gonna give Basil like at least a forty percent chance yeah. here. The
1: one thing I will say is Fiorentina have put themselves in bad spots. Yeah, that's, before in this that's, competition, that's what they do, and they've answered the question every time. So I will never forget. I don't want to just blowing that team.
0: lead to Leck. <laughs> yeah, and then winning anyway. <laughs> yeah, that was with, at home. So, yeah. and so they've actually been really good on the road in this competition too, mm-hmm. for the most part, at least in the knockouts. Yeah so uh yeah yeah i it, you know there's a there's a world in which they just are easy 3 nil winners here and we're not mm-hmm. even talking about it on friday but i am going to give Basil, like at least a 35% chance of getting out of this at this point
1: yeah at this point nothing would shock me yeah. in this competition so yeah, we've seen the, upsets and it's
0: part of the joy of the conference league doesn't yeah. make as much sense as it should <laughs> um
1: speaking of upsets
0: Something another... that did make a little sense though <laughs> was west ham beating Alkmaar 2-1 last yeah time.
1: Yeah, uh, Alkmaar had previously pulled one of the biggest upsets in knocking out probable favorites at the time, Lazio, mm-hmm. uh, who, I mean, in hindsight, yeah, we should have known Lazio were going to drop out of Europe way earlier than they should have because mm-hmm. they do it every time. But Azed had made their way all the way to the semifinal, and they looked like they deserved to be here, even though last game, West Ham dominated play.
0: Yeah, and Alkmaar are still in the race for third in the Eredivisie. Uh, congratulations to our european uh participants Finord, by the way while yes, we're on the topic yeah. for winning their first title in i don't know six seven years six years seven years um i think it's only their second of the millennium um and uh big deal there's some great scenes in rotterdam that yeah. if you guys are into that sort of thing you should check out um uh but yeah the alkmar basically two points with uh, two matches remaining two points off ix and third which i think is a Automatic Europa League qualifying spot, okay. Right,
1: uh, for third, third
0: and fourth, I is believe qualify. I don't remember. I don't know, but they I think, I think, think is, yeah, I think third
1: is Yeah, I think third is
0: automatic Europa League qualifying now. Yes, and yeah, I yeah. believe so. Anyway, um, so they're not really a Basel situation where they, uh, mm-hmm. this isn't like a huge shock for them to be here.
1: No, and the Dutch league is also a pretty respectable league. So yeah. a team in the top four there would expect to be at least a quarter finalist in this competition, mm-hmm. I would think. So for them it was just, you know, yeah, actually pushing through and now being a spot to maybe go to the final. Yeah.
0: West Ham's, uh, since we saw West Ham last week, they lost 2 0 to Brentford. Uh they rotated literally almost everybody in the team. Yeah. Um, except for Aguard started and uh and Sushek started. I think they rotated eight Every or nine else, players. Yeah. Uh maybe eight players. I don't know. It was a lot. Completely different team. Obviously they looked like shit. Uh <laughs> like really bad. Uh they had four total shots. Brentford had a three point seven XG. <laughs> they totally got absolutely eviscerated. Um, but hard to read too much into that given that the
1: entire team was different. Yeah. Um and this and- isn't like Football manager or FIFA, where it's like, oh, they lost to so all the team's morale crashes down. Mm-hmm. They knew what they were doing. Yeah, they knew it was going to be a tough game. I guess. Well, West
0: Ham are still technically in the relegation battle, being six points clear of 18 with two names remaining. Uh, there's a 11 goal difference between them and Leeds. So they're, in essence, safe. Yeah. And can and obviously doesn't need to be said, but obviously this is their only chance back into Europe. Mm-hmm. And if they were to win this competition, it would be three straight years in Europe. So, yeah. while well, you could say you could criticize David Moyes this season for not being able to manage sort of new additions to the squad and the size of the squad and rotations and mm-hmm. consistency, which are all fair. Um, yeah. He deserves some nobody. Criticism. Nobody has had this kind of success with West Ham at, for a lot of time.
1: Yeah, and sustaining it for a little bit too. I yeah. think it's the biggest deal. But- yeah,
0: this was the year where it seemed like because they made a couple of big moves. They brought a bunch of players in who were higher quality than they've been able to in the past. And, mm-hmm. and they had trouble integrating people. Yeah. So, and, and just surviving in some of the league as while, well, while competing in Europe, yeah. um, even if they don't win this title, I think is still going to be a success for them because you'd hope now they could kick on, um, and have some better performances. Mm-hmm. They vastly underperformed XG this season. Um, but, um, and with that in mind, I mean, they're going to have to score in this one, too, because we've seen Alkmaar be really consistent at home with competition, um, mm-hmm. coming back from deficits before, um, this obviously being only a one-goal advantage. But Alkmaar, I do wonder how many goals they have in them, because even though they destroyed Anderlecht in their home, return leg when they were down 0-2, mm-hmm. uh, they only managed those two early goals. And it looked like, yeah. looked like they were going to go for four or five, and then the well-dried-up and they struggled to create again. So while they're a good team that plays pretty good football, they do occasionally, against better opposition, have trouble uh, scoring.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's and, really just like, I think they lack the yeah. ability to just pour it in on those good teams. Because yeah. they scored five against Emmon on the weekend. But yeah. it's Emmon who are probably going to the relegation playoff in the dutch league so right and they they remember the goal in at at the london stadium they didn't have any
0: big chances and their goal was on a shot from outside the box that arguably ariola should have saved
1: yeah but i think that's the key here is they only need one goal to send it to extra time Mm -hmm. and potentially penalties so i think it's a very very real possibility that they can turn this over because i think they'll need to score twice because
0: I I think West Ham is good for a goal in
1: yeah. this one. With, especially they just are so Antonio good. Antonio is practice.
0: finally in good form this year. Yeah. He's scoring. Uh, Bowen has finally been better form, and Ben Rama was the best player on the pitch against in the first li- first yeah, life. by far
1: too. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so great.
0: So I and also what we talked about a lot last Friday is that Alkmar got absolutely dominated in the in the box in the in their defensive box, mm-hmm. uh, especially on set pieces. Yes. Especially in the second half. And we talked about all the big boys West Ham is going to play um, and it's going to be kind of like it's going to be like whatever their defensive systems in are on the set pieces are. But it's also going to be just like pure big boy physicality like they're going to have to be stronger <laughs> and tougher yeah. and not get bullied by those guys because that's how you know you're on the front foot. Maybe you scored one goal uh, the crowds behind you and then West Ham get one corner. And that could be, you know, that could be the difference in the game. So they're going to have to be on their shit um, in those defensive phases.
1: Yeah. The one other good thing, though, is David should be back fully healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see I, one of the ways they had success against Lazio was getting to that byline. Mm-hmm. And I think Lazio is another team with defenders who were just able to physically impose themselves against Azed. Mm-hmm. And I would expect West Ham's defenders to do that as well. But getting to that byline kind of creates the space necessary and allows some of their smaller attackers to get space. So yeah, if they got to be careful
0: of Kurt though, because Zuma loves to kick busses.
1: He does, and so don't play like one. Uh you see there
0: was a the the when he walked past when he walked out uh being taken out of the game against Brentford or maybe he was warming up I can't remember but uh some Brentford fans were 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 shit housing him about the cat oh uh like (laughs) meowing at him yeah they're like. Uh, something about getting kicked harder than he kicked his cat or something. I don't know. Look it up. It's funny.
1: Yeah. I didn't but, do it justice. But Yeah, I think that's going to have to be the the strategy for Azed is trying to get to that byline. But then uh-huh. West Ham are so good on the counter. Right. Which Azed haven't had to deal with yet in these playoffs. Until yeah. the sure. first game against West Ham. And we saw them get absolutely dominated on the counter. Yeah. I mean, West Ham were tearing through them.
0: And they have... So. And West Ham, like... Yes, the consistency has been a problem, but they do, player for player, have a lot of difference makers, potentially, mm-hmm. off yes. the bench. Like, I expect the lineup will be the same, pretty much. Mm-hmm. um, At least, like, everybody, but maybe Cresswell and Carer on the left and right fullback positions are pretty obvious starters. Yeah. um, But, you know, they bring Ings off the bench, Fournals, uh, Lanzini. Like, they just have, uh, you know... Uh, Skamaka is still injured. Yeah, uh, Kufala is still injured, but, you know, Maxwell Cornet finally played. He was injured for a while. Remember, he was the yeah, best one of their player last year, needs. Yeah, um, and he hasn't really been fit enough to get in the team. Mm-hmm. Um, But he finally started against Brentford, so it's like they have different looks
1: mm-hmm. that, if they're chasing or even if they, you know, so it's... Yeah, if Moyes chooses to use them, because he doesn't always sure. like going to his bench as mm-hmm. much as some West Ham fans might not. want yeah, to. Yeah.
0: Um, so this is an interesting one. Um, I think this, I think Alkmaar is definitely capable. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think they're going to have to keep West Ham from scoring more than one (laughs) or even one, because I don't think they can score more than two goals.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I, it's possible. Uh Uh-huh. I don't want to write it off. Like, it just feels like West Ham, though, have kind of found their footing more recently and are kind of... Targeting this competition, so yeah, I feel like we should. Well, now that this. we're on it, why
0: don't we start with predictions?
1: Yeah, should we work our way back? Yeah, start with this one, and then go in reverse order. Yeah, who are you taking here? I think I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take a draw in this game. Mm, uh, like, one yeah. one, and I, I so fair, West Ham yeah. go through. I think that's about right. Yeah. Um, is, I could see AZ winning, but I could also see West Ham blowing AZ out. Like I could yeah. see them putting in a four or five nil, uh-huh. and I can't see AZ doing yeah. that to West Ham. Right. So I would probably lean West Ham, but I think I'm just going to go with the draw. Yeah, same.
0: Uh, How are we how are we feeling about the other conference league game? What do you think is going to happen in, in Switzerland? Well, you know, I have a
1: very soft spot for Fiorentina. Yeah. So obviously I'm going with Fiorentina. Um, I'm going to go with Fiorentina as well.
0: Seven. Okay, cool. I'm going to pick them 3-1 in
1: extra time. Okay. Which sends them through in What's extra the record time? for most goals scored in a conference league game? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, because whatever that is, both teams are going to break it. Yeah, no, I'm gonna. I Uh, think I actually think Basel could frustrate Fiorentina a lot in this game. I'm gonna go with the 2-0 for Fiorentina, but I think that second goal comes late. uh Uh-huh. Uh, I really think Basel are going to sit back and get a little too comfy there Uh and not really push forward at all. And I think it's going to backfire late in the game for them.
0: All right. Uh, Europa League, Roma at Leverkusen.
1: Uh, I'm going to take Roma in this one. As much as I do think Leverkusen have those different makers, I think Jose showed that he knows how to set his team up against Leverkusen. And I don't think Xavi is ready yet to counter top managers like this.
0: Well, I don't think it's going to be Xavi Alonso's fault. I'm,
1: I'm not thinking, saying it's his fault. I, just I don't think, think he's the youth have will like show
0: the... here and they'll manage a 1-1 draw, but okay. it's not enough.
1: Yeah, I was going to take Roma one nil. I've
0: been picking joke picking like seven, eight nils against Roma, and it backfires. So yes, I'm going to okay. do the opposite. Try to jinx it. Yeah.
1: Uh, finally, Roma one 0 Sevilla hosting Juventus. Yeah. Um. I'm. This one goes to extra time for me. And Love it. For me, Sevilla take it in the 123rd minute. Oh wow! Yeah, it's going to be. Oh God! Let's go with um. Who scores the winner? it's got to be someone weird it's going to be someone you don't expect to score the winner that's going to score the winner paredes Um, Uh, on yeah (laughs) i'm going to go with um it's going to be papu gomez papu gomez scores the winner he meets juventus again papu up the bench yeah he gets one last one against italian competition
0: i think uh i'm going to take Sevilla 2-0 in this one more comfortably Yeah. Yeah. I just how can you I can't I don't know how you can't pick Sevilla at this point to win every possible Europa League game.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh which which of these four ties do you think is most likely to go the distance to penalties? If you had to pick one.
1: I am of two minds, right? I think Sevilla You think you only have one. No, I'm of two right yeah. now. I think Sevilla Juventus could go the distance. I could see that being like a 1-1, nil-nil all the way through. But there's something about Ozzeb-West Ham that I feel like if one game goes to penalties, it'd somehow be West Ham doing something silly mm-hmm. and it pushes itself to penalties when it really shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. So I think I might put that one out there as like, it just feels like it shouldn't be and it'd be West Ham doing something dumb to get it to penalties.
0: Okay. I think uh, while I just picked Sevilla to win comfortably, I think that feels like one that we can mm-hmm. just see another like one one draw yeah that gets stodgy and goes deep mm-hmm. um but i also i predicted uh fiorentino basil to go to extra time so i think that would be my second my my backup answer just because the vibes
1: yeah that's what that's what i'm feeling with west ham how's that? it's like there's just something about it that i'm like if one of them goes to penalties mm-hmm. it feels like west ham would somehow be the team involved in penalties sure um but yeah so do you think any of these teams right now? Who do you think are going to win these competitions? Sevilla, Sevilla, yeah, it's something. <laughs> they have some magic in this cup, man. And I don't know. It's funny that like
0: Fiorentina still seem like the choice in the Conference League, even though they're up against it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think as much as I want to see total vibes and like Alkmaar and Basel both get through.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, West Ham and Fiorentina would be a really interesting
1: final. Yeah. Um, I think West Ham would match up really well uh, Me too. Grintino. Me I too, think but I don't trust
0: is in a big game either. That's so, me I mean, it's really, that's the hardest one. Because, like, yeah. it's interesting that all four of those teams actually seem to have
1: a chance. Yeah. Um, And, like, if you told me two weeks ago Basel had a chance at this, yeah. I'd call you, I'd say, you're a loon. Yeah. You're crazy. You're a loon. Go up to Canada, you loony. Good
0: instinct, I'm still going to. Tentatively pick Fiorentina, but I'm not happy
1: about it. Okay, I think I might be leaning over toward West Ham right now. Uh-huh. I think if they get to that final, I just think the matchup yeah. and the play styles are so. Thing is, I don't trust to... anybody. <laughs> yeah, same the
0: team. I probably trust the most for consistency is Alkmaar, but I think they're also
1: the least likely of these four teams yeah. to win. I think they don't have Basel Magic. The only thing I trust is Sevilla. Yeah, yeah. Any of these four competitions, pretty much. And Roma. How about that? If you would have said that
0: in like January,
1: yeah, we would have called you crazy. Mm -hmm. Called you a loon. All
0: right. Well, uh, that's uh, that's the show. We'll enjoy the games tomorrow, uh, and we'll see you Friday for all our stellar recaps. Yeah. Uh, just two recap, a couple of recap shows remaining. We'll have we'll have the two finals, mm-hmm. um, that are staggered a week apart. Yeah, so
1: we we can do separate previews for them but, as well. Yeah,
0: it's kind of annoying that they're actually that that Europa League is final is before the last weekend of the regular season in the leagues. Like, yeah, it's such an important
1: final too. Yeah, it changes mean,
0: like, the how people will prepare it, for like finishing it, in different places and yeah, especially because I mean it's a really bad idea by UEFA.
1: Sevilla, Roma, or Leverkusen, they're going to be playing for European spots on those final days. Mm-hmm. Like Juventus will be top four in Italy. They'll be playing for their European spot in the courtroom. But <laughs> like the other three are all going to be fighting. Like Roma could get six or seven.
0: Yeah. Whoever right. wins that, then give like whoever wins the final out of those and doesn't have to play the last day, that affects like everybody else around them in the table.
1: Yeah. Like it's really unfair, I think. One of the things we haven't mentioned at all on this podcast, I don't think, and people aren't really talking about, is it, the fact that Fiorentina are in the Coppa Italia final.
0: Yeah,
1: and if they win that, Roma could be out of Europe at all, like completely yeah. next season. They're not like assured of sixth place. Atalanta are right there, uh, so it's like it's if way they, more if, you, if if There's Roma Roma
0: wins the Euro- or you if Roma wins the Europa League. Mm-hmm. And makes the Champions League. And Fiorentina wins the Conference League and makes the Europa League. Yeah. There's only five. How deep, like. So it'd be five Champions
1: League teams would be uh-huh. the max. And, and then I two, think Euro- two, and two. One, two Europa League. Or maybe. one
0: Europa League and one conference. No, I does sixth three... go to the conference or does nobody go to the conference? Nobody
1: goes to the conference. I think, uh-huh. I think it'd be three Europa League teams.
0: Yeah. Because two. So it would only go up to sixth place.
1: Yeah, so it'd be one three four five go to Champions... Yeah, well, if, if the table ended like it was now... Yeah, it'd be Napoli, Juve, Inter, Lazio, Roma uh-huh. in the Champions League, and then I think it'd be Milan, Fiorentina, Atalanta in the Europa, in Europa League. Uh-huh. I think, Atalanta Or would Atalanta, would Atalanta just spot. not make it? And I think it'd depend on Fiorentina's Copa Talent. Right. right,
0: but... Oh, uh, yeah.
1: Right? No, no, I think it, either way, then it would just kick that League yeah. spot down one, but it would turn into Europa League spot, maybe? I don't know. It no. would be a Europa it's League final. Yeah, it's complicated. It's gonna get complicated. But uh, this is the fun part, though. Yeah, trying to figure out the Ula business Square. end of the season. But then it all could be thrown into a loop when Juventus gets banned yeah. from UEFA. Oh, uh, uh, right. it's a
0: mess in Syria. Yeah. Uh,
1: that that would be that's UEFA having not taken a stance. Sure, yet. that's on UEFA. And it's, and it's also on UEFA
0: for scheduling the Europa League final before the end of the season. Yeah,
1: it's a silly thing. And then
0: the Conference League is a week later. Like what?
1: Yeah, uh, uh, it's all silly. On Wednesdays, very... <laughs>
0: nothing makes sense.
1: I don't know there had there's somebody you got. Their hands greased for it to be before the that's final week. So annoying.
0: Um anyway, that's gonna do it for our show. Uh David, do you have anyone to
1: cheers to today? Um no, I'm sad. So you sad because of the Milan loss. I don't yeah, I'm not feeling in a cheersy mood. POP but...
0: yeah. is fired. Oh. La, la, la. <laughs> uh let's choose to let's go back to the Arnest Lotwell, who got Fine over the line yeah, in an impressive fashion. Line. And you know who he's been linked to this week? Your
1: mom. <laughs> oh! Set me
0: up for it.
1: Well, Milan? now I don't want to tell you the good news. It was Tottenham.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I I don't want that. Would I don't want him to go to Tottenham because they'll ruin him. Like they
1: ruin everybody else. <laughs> yeah. I think you should go to Milan. I wouldn't be opposed to it. I still, I don't know who I want to replace Pele. It's probably going to be Sorry. I, I bet. bet. But I just don't. I don't want Sorry. I don't want Conte. I would want front Conte as. can't go to Milan. He, yeah. He's too linked with Inter. Yeah. Well, he also linked with Juventus. He just doesn't care. Yeah. I want Franck has. I know it's, he's not uh, a fit for Milan right now. Yeah, but maybe he'll go back to Inter. <laughs> they'd have it, to. They'd it, have to be
0: guaranteed some money, I think.
1: Yeah, I think Inter will keep Inzaghi. Yeah. After oh. assuring top oh, four and making final. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. But, yeah. Maybe he goes back to Juve. I don't know. That could be interesting if Allegri leaves. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyway, that's gonna wrap it up for the show. Cheers to Arna Slot. Cheers Arna, and we'll see
1: you on Friday.